Welcome to Courage in Action. We are a sisterhood of women empowering women to be everything we are meant to be. I'm your host, Naluka Kotagata, and it is my privilege to join your life journey as we connect with some extraordinary, triumphant, and beautifully imperfect women through this podcast. Together, we hope to inspire you to take action towards your life goals, one courageous step at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Courage in Action. Have you ever wondered what it might be like to be a real estate investor? Does that scare you a little bit or perhaps seem a bit too far-fetched? Well, fear not, my courageous friends. Liza Rogers is here today. She is the founder of REN, the Women's Real Estate Network, a partner at Crown Capital, and co-author of the book, From Ordinary to Extraordinary, Success Stories from Women Investing in Real Estate. Liza is on a mission to educate women about investing in income properties and loves sharing this information with other women so that we can be confident and be inspired to take action in this arena. Welcome, Liza. Well, Naluka, thank you for having me. And uh, oh my gosh, yeah, that introduction. <laughs> that's what we're all about. We just want to it. inspire and empower women and get them investing and oh, and living their life to the fullest and and uh, and being, you know, having courage in action, the, the name <laughs> of your podcast, right? It, having yes. courage in action. So super glad to be here. And uh, congratulations on your work. I mean, what you're oh. doing is wonderful. And uh, and I, I'm, I'm so uh, honored and humbled to be here with you today. And, and thank you for the invitation. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Your energy is great. And I'm super excited about where this conversation is going to go. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners will probably be like, are you crazy investing in real estate? Because they're just a lot of people, a lot of women out there are just getting started or just getting back on their feet. So it kind of seems like a sort of really big goal or aspiration to get into this. How did you get started and what sort of advice would you give to women well, who are thinking about it? Well, you know, what's really interesting is I needed to get back on my feet. Like it, that's really <laughs> that's really where it came from. I, uh, I have been uh, uh, sort of the entrepreneurial spirit for many years. I've gone mm-hmm. between jobs. I've had jobs that have been really exciting and adventurous, but haven't necessarily paid very well. I've worked at the Olympics. I've worked on cruise ships. And, you know, at some point I thought, yeah, at some point I thought I might have to kind of settle down a little bit and, you know, it would probably be a great idea to buy a a house and have some kind of stability. But long story short, um, came back from a a failed business venture and literally had nothing. I mean, I, I think the first week that I got back from this venture over in Australia, I hid under the blanket in my mom's townhouse for about a week and cried. Uh, and, and it was then that I thought, okay, look, I need to make sure that I'm prepared for the rest of my life. I'm 40. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got to find something that works and a job is not going to do it. Like I just could not see that a job was going to set me up for the kind of life that I wanted. And so real estate was where it was at. Real estate gives you the opportunity to get in with very little or none of your own money. Uh, I mean, what what um, what bank is going to loan you money for a business at, you know, kind of 95 percent of the money that you need to get started? Right. Where with the house, you can actually get in with with a lot of the the money from the bank. So Hmm. that was kind of where it started. It really did start from a I have to come out from under this, 
you know, uh, struggle that I'm in. And I, I saw that real estate was actually a possible solution. And that was the aha moment. That's amazing. So Ren is a, is a club. Can you explain to our listeners a little bit about how it all works and how they can get involved? Yeah, you bet. So Ren, the Women's Real Estate Network is indeed a club. And one of the reasons I started it is because as I was on this journey with learning about real estate and looking at what I was going to do, I realized that the only way I was going to be successful was to collaborate. Mm -hmm. And so I started educating myself about real estate and joint venture partnerships, uh, you know, using other people's money, getting into the market in a, in a cheaper location than where I live. I'm in, I think I was in Vancouver at the time. And I, you know, I, I, <laughs> not Vancouver, cheap over there, <laughs> right? Vancouver, Toronto, yeah. Victoria, really yeah. expensive markets. And so you're like, how the heck am I ever going to get into this market? Yeah. And so as I was learning about real estate, I was learning about the collaboration of it all. And I was also having conversations with women at both age kind of ranges, young women who are feeling, I'm never going to be able to buy a property. How are you even like thinking of looking at something? I'm never going to get into the market. And then women who were older, who were either still single or had just come out of a divorce or hadn't necessarily managed their money to the best of their ability. And they're like, I'm never going to be able to get into the market. I'm never going to be able to take advantage of real estate. Yeah. And so I realized that if we brought these people together, because that's the secret sauce is togetherness and collaboration, you can actually find ways to collaborate and invest together. And so that was kind of how Ren was born. It was born from me realizing that I needed to do it and I needed to find the right people to do this with. And also there were so many women who needed to know how powerful real estate investing can be mm. and how when you add the collaboration method of that, it just expands it even Expen further. exponentially sort of exactly. exactly is that because you kind of share the risk like you're investing in partnership with others is that how it works yeah exactly you're sharing the risk you're sharing the reward you're sharing the resources mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that people talk about is you know well I don't have money to bring to the table it's like okay yeah. but you've got to look at all the other skills you have right like hmm. it's not just money that makes a machine go right it's yeah. it's uh, it's being able to bring investors to the table. It's marketing. It's uh, having, you know, a passion for uh, whatever product you're bringing in terms of your real estate investing. Maybe it's Airbnb, maybe it's executive rental, maybe it's affordable housing for single moms. Maybe it's uh, a, a cooperative or, or co-ownership model, which is really growing so much now. I hear it every day and it's been something that I've been passionate about for years. So the power of collaboration and the sharing the risk and the reward, sharing the burden, sharing the struggles, and then also sharing the success. It just, it's, it's, it's the perfect engine for collaboration. So it sounds super exciting. And I think um, I was looking into it a little bit, obviously, before uh, this podcast. I think one of the things that I found really interesting is that you actually have tools that your members can leverage because you know, the financial side of it can be very intimidating sometimes or finding the properties. And it's amazing because you have all of these properties all over the world. How did it, how did it grow to that stage? Well, we're, we're getting there, right? Like that's, mm. that's the big goal. We're actually going to Mexico in uh, December to look at buying a property down there. And, you know, a lot of people dream of having a vacation property and that's sure. kind of the classic example, right? Like, do you need to have a vacation property on your own? 
Mm. Right. I mean, like when you think about it, you know, a lot of people share their vacation condo with their friends or their family. So, you know, why not? Why not get five of your best girlfriends together and buy a condo in Mexico or Portugal or Spain or wherever your dream (laughs) happens to be? So that's that's really the trajectory of where we're going. But yes, a lot of the people that are the co-authors in the book, we've got property all across Canada. Uh, in the US for sure. Uh, Ava, one of our co-authors, I think the last project that she worked on was a $90 million project. Um, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, right. So you need collaborators if you're going to do a $90 million project. 100%. Um, Yeah, exactly. So, so yes, so it's, again, it's that, you know, collaboration starting slow, you know, when you talk about the tools, there are a couple things that go hand in hand, and that's tools and team. Okay. So if you have the tools, right, and and we often talk about real estate just being a tool to get you where you want to be, right? So you want more time freedom. You want a little bit of extra money in your pocket. You want to set yourself up for better retirement. You want to contribute to, to your community. You want to provide affordable housing or seniors housing in your community, the, the tools that we use in real estate are what get us to what we really want to have a, a rich and full life. And when I say rich, I don't necessarily mean that, you know, exclusively in the monetary fashion. It's, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a ton of money. You have to have enough to live your best life. Yes. And that's, you know, we, yeah. we talk about being unapologetic about being wealthy and healthy. And that doesn't mean you need to be a billionaire. It just means that you, you need to have enough. You can yeah. do so much more when you have enough. You can do more, as you know, to help women take courage in action when you've got <laughs> extra money that you can support them with. Yeah, so absolutely. the tools are super important and the team is also really important. And I can, you know, I can break those down a little bit more uh, if you uh, if you want, but we can talk about something else as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm really, you know, it's inspiring to hear you talk about um, being life being rich as in more than monetary. So you mentioned that you had been traveling and you tried to get into this venture and you came home and, and think, and you, you had a failure. How did you work through that failure to building something you're so passionate about? Exactly. Yeah. Great question. And, and I really appreciate that because I think that's one of the things that we, we need to actually start being more comfortable sharing right? Mm-hmm. Um, one yeah. of the things we talk about, you know, and, and Brene Brown really led us on this journey about vulnerability. Yes. And, and vulnerability is actually so powerful. You know, we, we, we have this expectation from women that we all need to be superheroes. You know, you need to be a super mom, you need to have it all, you need to have it all going at the same time. And somehow you need to look like you have balance, like that's not possible. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's a myth and, and perpetuating that myth is just causing more stress. Mm-hmm. So when, when we share that we have failed and I have failed many, 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 <laughs> many, 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 many times. You have to be comfortable with it. It's part of life. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You, you got to be willing to fall down and you know, the trick yeah. is, is getting back up. And so mm. when you can be honest about your failure, when you can be vulnerable, about vulnerable about your failures, when you can can say to people, you know what, I, I'm I'm I need help, right? Like there have been a couple times in oh, my that's life. So important. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like don't we can't be afraid. And as women, when when one of your women friends reaches out to you and says, I need help, you're there. Offer it without Instantly. judgment. Yes. Yeah. And yes. And and you know, again, it's a lot of times we don't need fixing. 
we just we just need someone to talk to. We need someone to say it's going to be okay. We need someone to say, yeah, you failed or yeah, you screwed up. But now how do we get back on track? Right. And so, yeah. you know, that's very much a big part of not going it alone, um, being vulnerable, being willing to admit your mistakes and learning from them. Like one of the things that I learned is the my failures are my tuition. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Those are my learning abilities. If I've Mm -hmm. gone and done something, I get to apply everything that I learned to make it much better the next time. And that that failure that I had in Australia, which I I talk a little bit about in the book, and I probably need to write a whole book just about that. Yeah. But that failure that I had there, I would not be where I am, and I wouldn't have Ren if that didn't didn't have that. That didn't happen, right? So you have to kind of look at those failures as those are your, you know, you're failing forward, you're, you're falling down, you're getting back up and you're learning from those experiences. And those are your tuition. You dust yourself off, you move forward and you take all of those lessons with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I love what you said about reaching out for help when you need it, because when you fall, if you don't ask for help, you can't actually, and you need a, you can't process it all. And you need a trusted shoulder to cry on exactly. and release all of those things exactly to move yeah. and through it and forward right yeah and those are so valuable I mean I have like three images in my head right now of times when I've just been like I need a shoulder right now yeah. you know? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know? and I, I actually yeah. remember a, a good friend of mine we were packing up one of my one of my houses and I I've moved a lot in my life I've been a little yeah. bit of a gypsy and I was like at my limit and uh and he looked at me and he said, are you okay? And I said, no. And he's like, shoulder. I'm like, yeah. And I literally like <laughs> put my head on his shoulder, cried. And I remember having a coffee in the microwave and the microwave pinged. And I was like, okay, cry. I'm good now. <laughs> just, just that release, yes. just that, you know, release of someone saying, here's my shoulder, use it. Yeah. And you having the, the permission to just do it and let it out. Right. And, and when you've got good friends and good people in your life, getting permission to be vulnerable is it's magical. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like that yeah. release of emotion is so important for our mental health. Yeah. And I also wanted to sort of circle back on one point that you made about as women, we're supposed to be everything. Um, and that does cause a lot of stress and, and anxiety and mental health issues. Um, as a woman navigating this, I picked up on, so I, I turned 40 and, you know, it was, I was super excited about it. I was like, this is a new decade. Every decade of my life gets better. And it's awesome. Until I run into other humans who are like, oh, what are you, 29? And like, trying, I'm like, excuse me, don't shortchange my life. I have successfully lived for 41 years now. So when you have this big failure or at 40 and you were restarting, it breaks all the sort of ages and barriers and those sort of things. How did you, how did you tackle that and, and navigate it? Well, I think part of it is realizing that age is just a number, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when I think about my life and, and what I was doing at 11, right? Like I had my <laughs> first job with my mom when I was 11 years old and I learned oh my gosh. so much, <laughs> yeah. so much from that being, you know, she was a hairdresser and going to her shop and learning, you know, customer service. And I mean, that, that, those skills that I learned at 11 years mm. old set me up for so much flexibility and success and how to deal with people and and really was such a great foundation. And then, you know, I joke about, um, I retired first 
<laughs> and now I have to work, right? So, so working oh. on cruise ships and traveling to Australia and living in Australia for a year. And I've done that twice. The first time was amazing. The second time was also amazing, but that was where the failures happened as well. Right. So, so I had this like super fun, you know, traveling, seeing the world, living, Love living it. life to the fullest. And, and so I don't, I, I don't necessarily feel like I, I lost anything, right? Like mm. it's that richness of life. Like I feel like, yeah, I, I, you know, some of my friends said to me, well, you're 40 now, maybe you should settle down and get a real job. I'm like, <laughs> oh, so you're trying to tell me that a real job is sitting in a cubicle for eight hours a day? Yeah, no, yeah. We're not meant to do that, right? right. So yeah. I went and, you know, met people from all over the world and cruise ships have like 57 nationalities on them. So good what brought people there and you know you you just you get immersed in people's culture and so so having that opportunity in my really it was in my 30s when I did that and then coming out of that and saying okay well so I'm not where I expected I was going to be right I I didn't have children and get married either which is a huge like people are like what <laughs> I'm like me either <laughs> right so yeah. so so I was kind of an early adopter to that whole, I don't want to get, and, and it wasn't like a, I don't want to ever get married and I don't want to ever have children. I never no. had that calling. And that calling, yeah. one day I will still get married if the right person comes along, mm-hmm. but we have those choices now. And so I can be a successful businesswoman at, you know, 50, 55, I can be starting and I don't have you know, a a children or a marriage. I also don't have a divorce. (laughs) That's something that impacts women greatly. And and so we have so much more choice now. We we have so much more freedom, especially in the the Western world. And, you know, we're we're, we're going to help women from around the rest of the world as well. But but it doesn't matter what age you are, or what age you start at, or, you know, or, or how, what order you did things in the, yeah. the idea is, you know, just get started, right? Like whatever you, wherever you are now, this is the rest of your life. And, and how yes. are you going to engage with it? How are you going to enjoy it? How are you going to live your best life? And, and whose terms is that going to be on? So I don't care how old you are. I mean, I've got friends who are in their seventies and eighties and they're still investing in real estate. I'm like, I love it. I love it. And you have such a freedom about you. Like you, you just have a very free spirit and it's contagious even through where we're on zoom right now. So, you know, even through the screen, I can only imagine in person, but for a lot of people out there, they're trying to figure out like, dear God, how do I take that first step? Like mm-hmm. what's that little baby step? So yeah. how do they get to that? And how do you think? Yeah. Great, great question. And that is, that is something that is so important. And, and that first step is making the decision, right? Ah, it's, making, okay. it's, it's making the decision that I'm going to do something. You know, you, you might, you might look at your life and say, this isn't quite enough. I want yeah. more. Right. Yeah. And, and being, oh, I get like goosebumps sometimes yeah. when you hit on something, you know, the universe is telling me that, that this is really important. Yeah. You have a right to want everything that you want. Like we didn't come into this world saying, well, you need to have conditions on the things that you want or deserve. Right. And, and the more abundance that we have, the more abundance we put into the world and we have to stop being small or apologetic or, you know, undeserving or qualifying what we want with some kind of a reason. I want to travel the world for the rest of my life. Right. Right. I want to own properties with my girlfriends in four or five different countries. Yeah. 
do I need to apologize about that? No, I would love to show other women how to do it as well, but I don't need to have a condition on that. So the, the first thing is to start, make the decision to start and, and, and get that mindset shift going. Because when you, when you, you know, get yourself to a mindset where you're like, I want this, I deserve this, and I'm going to take action. Then whether it's real estate or changing your job or, you following a passion, you know, then you've got the momentum and you can start, you know, the momentum will start to to propel you forward. If it happens to be real estate, then mm-hmm. the best thing to do is, is find, find your team, find your tribe, right? Like reach out to other women who are doing it. Every single community right now, um, gosh, especially in places like Toronto and Vancouver, Victoria, Ottawa. Sure. Yeah. You know, there's loads of uh, all you need to do is, you know, do a Google search for real estate clubs and you'll find loads of them. Oh, so you OK. Just, you just have to find the one that that speaks to you. So if it's women that are you know passionate about traveling and want to uh, impact their communities in a positive way, then it might be Ren because that's what we're all about. Right. If it's um, you know you want to hang out with the guys as well and you want a you know a national uh, organization, then it might be Rain, the Real Estate Investment Network of Canada. It might. I mean, there's there's so many. There's lots of small ones that are you know little meetup groups where twenty or thirty people meet uh, either virtually or uh, in person on a monthly basis. And then there's also the the topic of interest. So passive investing is really popular for people who are sitting on cash and still work full time and don't have the time to go out and actually be an active investor, which means like picking up the hammer or putting the team together, actually working on the project. Right. Um, and then there are the, the the people who do flips, right? So you you find people who are doing flips in your area and find out how they're doing it. And, and does it make sense to do it in your area? And if not, does it make sense to partner with someone in another area uh, of the country that is is doing this? So the the getting started and the finding people that are doing it, as soon as you're in a room with people yeah. who are doing what you want to be doing, you're just, you're automatically getting the support, right? Because so many times we talk to our friends and our family, like, oh, you're crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> oh yeah. Kinda, right. You just yeah. kind of give up and you go and, oh, well, I'm not going to bother with that. Cause nobody's going to support me. Right. But almost everything that people are passionate about, there's a group for that. You know? <laughs> so you got to find your people. Yeah. You know? No, I lo- that's it. I loved what you said about when you're making that decision, that you have the right to want what you want. And I think that that gives a lot of women and men uh, permission to dream bigger than they have in the past. Yeah. Because, you know, you mentioned making ourselves small and a lot of us do that. Yeah. Women do, especially right. Women, Mm -hmm. women tend to be martyrs, right? Oh, you know, I can't do that because it would upset my, or, or, oh, you know, I have to look after so-and-so and and so I can't do that. So we're always kind of, you know, making excuses or giving reasons why we can't do something. Um, But one of the things that is a much healthier way to move forward is if women actually learn to put themselves first. Mm. right because we talk when, about it all the time but actually right? doing it is a exactly different, yeah yeah so when yeah. you put yourself first and you you are at your best health and you you take time for yourself and you have your own circle of friends and you have your own interests right you're you're a you're a fuller more capable human being who can relate to the world on a more full scale right so you bring that whole self to everything you do and and that positively impacts everyone around you so 
women have to be okay with saying, yeah, you know what, I, I got to put myself first and not be apologetic about it. And that, you know, means taking care of your health and getting enough sleep. And mm. if sometimes you have to outsource things so you can do that, you know, yeah. getting a getting a housekeeper is the thing I always say. That's first exactly thing. what I, that came to my mind. First thing, get a it housekeeper. Was, it was the biggest thing during COVID. Like I used to travel a lot before COVID. I was barely ever home. So my place was always, you know, you know, super nice and all things. And then like being home all the time, I was like, good Lord. And when the cleaning services started again, I found this one that actually, um, you know, supports women and, and does all these things. So it was like, such a relief and such a freeing thing so simple things like what in your life is that weight and how do you exactly outsource that to someone else exactly yeah yeah and 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 again you know not feeling bad about it right like oh housekeeper I don't want you know you're giving someone a job yeah right? lovely. Like, and, I love when they yeah. come over there yeah. yeah yeah you're giving someone a job and you get to use your time doing what you do best, right? Like you get to use your ability and spend your energy on the things that are good for you that have the ripple effect for your family, your friends, your community. Yes. Yes. And that's your, that's your passion. That's what you have a right to want. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. So we touched very lightly on the, you know, um, there are some lovely men out there who are allies and and I think you've referred to them as enlightened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you tell me a bit about like how you found them and uh, how they support what you do? Yeah, I you know, I'm so lucky to be surrounded with so many enlightened men, right? and and there's there's so many out there. Of course. Uh, and and yeah, I, I mean, they're they're probably the majority, really. they they just sometimes they yes. they might be quiet about it or, Mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, but yeah, the enlightened guys, a lot of men actually love working with women because our approach to things is different. We are collaborative. Uh-huh. We're less competitive. Yeah. Um, it's not so much about the pissing contest. It's more <laughs> yeah. about the, you know, how do we make this work and create, you know, something where everybody can win. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I had somebody who was a, a contractor say to me, well, I love working on job sites that are run by women because I never get yelled at. So, yeah, so I, I've just had so many of the, the men in my life, you know, we've got two great sponsors for our book, our, my lawyer and my commercial mortgage broker, both guys who, <laughs> who are like, we love what you're doing. Like more women need to be investing, more women need to be in this arena. And so as men, you know, they say that they want to be the kind of men who a woman can phone and say, you know, Hey, I'm thinking of buying this property and, and I need some help. I, you know, this is my first Very time. Cool. And, and so instead of being mansplained to, or instead of, uh, Oh, you know, like I've actually, I actually had someone say this to me once. Well, you know, little lady, I don't oh, know if you I should be out doing that pie. on your own. Right? Yeah. Sweetie pie, oh honey, little lady. Yeah. Little old lady. Thing. Like what? Yeah. Did you really just say that? <laughs> oh my goodness. So, oh, yeah. Goodness. So, you know, there's so many enlightened men. And I think part of, of finding them is just having that conversation. And, and, you know, when you, when you have a conversation with the, with the guys about what you're doing or what you want to do or what your dream of, if they're supporting you and they're asking, you know, what can I do to help you? Or what can I do to support you? You know, that you, you yeah. pretty much know, right? If, That's if, wonderful. If, yeah. Yeah. And so if, if they're saying, you know, oh, you're crazy or, oh, what are you doing? Or, oh, you need more of an education or, oh, you know, what does your father think? Or, oh, what does your <laughs> husband think? Or, 
Yeah. So there's lots, lots of them out there. And, and uh, when, when you're in the arena that I'm in with talking about investing and talking about women and talking about, you know, how we love that women collaborate, they just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they just kind of come out of the woodwork. And so I'm surrounded by wonderful, enlightened men. <laughs> and I'm very That's grateful, amazing. very grateful for them because we couldn't do what we're doing without them. There's no way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love yeah. that. And so, you know, we talk about men and women and, and partnership and allies and, and more and more. And I love that what this is coming out more in society right now is this whole uh, topic of gender identity. And so for um, non-binary people out there, how do they, how do you think they navigate this sort of, and be part of the sort of women's movement being allies, the distinction between the genders right now? Yeah. And I I think, again, that goes to finding your people, right? I mean, lots of, lots of the people that I deal with. I mean, we've got people who are straight, gay, non-binary uh you know whoever and and it's about uh, welcoming everybody to the table um and you know one of the one of the things we say you know talking about welcoming people to the table that whole idea that you know there's this this conversation around right now of women having a seat at the table and and so in terms of the whole range of 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 gender and where we are on the spectrum you, you don't need to ask for a seat at the table anymore. You just need to say, I'm coming just, to the table and you need yeah. to make space for me. Yeah, right? and, I and just that, have and, a seat kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? And yeah. so, you know, part of the thing that I'm passionate about is we need to just stop asking permission to be who mm. we are, right? And, and yeah. we don't need to qualify it. We just, I am who I am. You know, I like wearing pink or I like wearing <laughs> wigs or I, I like you know, I like girls. I like, but what, like, whatever it is, doesn't just, matter. Yeah. yeah. We just need to stop um, apologizing for that and, and owning it. Right. And, and, uh, and, and there is a place for all of us. I mean, it's a big world and we're, we're realizing more and more that, you know, all we really want all of us is, is to be together, to collaborate and to not be lonely. I mean, that's yeah. you know, one of the things that has come out of the pandemic is, you know, people, are struggling from a huge amount of loneliness and, and, you know, pre pandemic that was brought on a lot by social media and, and then pandemic, it was the isolation. And, and so as we start to come out and we get to socialize more and see people more, you know, just be welcoming to people. You know, I, one of the first things that I, um, that I really like was a, a life lesson that really sunk was be the first person in the room to say hello. Mm. right like when you're, yeah. when you're in that room and you're networking and you're or you're at a meeting or you're at a conference or you're with your coworkers, don't yeah. wait for yeah. someone to approach you you know go over to the person who's maybe you know a square peg in a round hole or sure. go to the person who's shy and just smile at them and introduce yourself right like and and the more that we just reach out to each other the, the less all of the uh, in-betweens are going to matter because in the end, we're all people and we all want to be loved. We want to be respected. We want to be appreciated and we don't want to be lonely. And that's, yeah. goes back to find, finding your people, right? It's yeah. all about surrounding yourself with that, yeah. that set, uh, support network. Exactly. Um, your yeah. tribe, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think in some ways people have a real advantage right now 
because there is so much that we're trying to do for all of the wrongs that have been done. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so if there's a group of, you know, transgender people who suddenly decide, well, we want to build a, a co-op and have, you know, a, a welcoming area. Home, safe homes. Are, for, yeah, yeah. There yeah. would be money for that. Right. Like That's there, amazing. Would be, there would be money for that. Um, yeah. And so it's a matter of, you know, getting your group together, figuring out what you want, and then going and, and approaching all of the different organizations who are supporting all of the, the ways that we get to celebrate our uniqueness now. That's awesome. I love that. Um, so you've, I mean, you've accomplished a lot in your life so far. Um, you've been on adventures around the world. You've started your own ventures. You've done all kinds of things. And one of the things we love to talk about is that this life is it's a path and a journey and that you have to continue dreaming and continue building with every step that you take. So what's next on your agenda? Where, where's your life headed next at this point? <laughs> yeah, great, great question. And I never stop dreaming. Like I've, I mean, Good. you know, sometimes being a dreamer has gotten me into a little bit of trouble and uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, you're such a dreamer. I'm like, yeah, I am. So yeah. what? <laughs> it's my, it's my tuition and I'm going to get there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, being, being a woman in my fifties who has mm-hmm. not had children and is not married, you know, and wants to continue to travel, I I want to be able to maintain my health, Mm -hmm. and, and keep building this momentum and getting more women involved and, and having like an amazing tribe of women, who we travel around the world together, and we get to have all of these great experiences. So, you know, when I say we're, we're going to Mexico to buy a property, that's one of my dreams, I want to buy a home with four or five women in Mexico, and then I want to open it up so that we can have retreats there and we can mm. welcome women there and we can teach people about what we're doing. And then I want to go and buy a, a property with a group of women in France. And then I want to go buy a property with a group of women in Portugal. And, you know, we're talking about buying a village in Italy. Right? Oh my God. Because, <laughs> That's because they're, you know, one of the things that is, that is happening. And I've been talking about it for a long time with the remote work, like even before the pandemic, we knew we were going to get to this remote working lifestyle. We, we yeah. knew it. Yeah. And so, so I was saying, you know, three or four years ago, you know, villages in rural Italy are selling for a dollar because they need people to come in, revitalize, repopulate, re-energize yes. and revamp yes. these villages and, and add to the tax base. And so they just need people to come in and build the winery, build the cheese shop, bu- build the bakery, right? And, and attract yeah. people back to the rural areas again and save some of these beautiful villages that are falling into wow. ruins. Wow. And so there are, there are projects out there where you can, yeah, you can buy an entire village. <laughs> <laughs> Literally with, buy a village. Yeah, and with internet the way it is. So once we, once we get caught up around the world with, you know, uh, high fiber um, technology and, and better internet and internet for everybody, we're going to be able to move back to some of the rural areas. And we started seeing that during the pandemic. I mean, the, the, the cashing out of Torontonians uh, of their expensive homes and, and, and buying in places like Moncton or buying yeah. uh, up in the lakes area. And the same happened over here on the West Coast. People are cashing out of Vancouver moving to Vancouver Island, people are cashing out of Victoria and moving up north part of the island. So there's this migration that's happening from the cities and the cities are still going to be relevant and they're still going to grow and they're still going to be excitement. But there are definitely people who are like, no, you know, I've always wanted to live in the country. 
So Mm -hmm. now I can do that. And so we're going to see a little bit of more kind of rural lifestyle. And it's just, it's so exciting. So yeah, long answer to your question, but yeah, I I love it. Travel the world and buy properties with awesome women and have a hop, skip and a jump between all of our properties and live an amazing life. This, that sounds like a dream life, honestly. (laughs) So so not long at all. That was actually a great answer to the question. And so as our listeners out there, I have no doubt whatsoever that they are feeling very inspired and that they will be taking action. So as we wrap up, what are your sort of last words of wisdom that you would want to share with anyone who's like, I'm excited now. I need, I need the little push to get over the tipping yeah, point. <laughs> exactly. So, yep. So, so make that decision. Right. And, yeah. and, you know, it's kind of like feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Everybody in That's the book, the definition of courage, right. Feel the Every, fear and do it anyway, yeah. feel the fear and do it anyway. And, and take that action, find those people, you know, uh, in talking about the book, we've got 10 women in there who all started, none of them started with a silver spoon in their mouth. Some of them started from, you know, really challenging places and found a way to make it work. And it's all about finding your people, finding Mm. your tribe, finding your team and taking that action. And the, the message that we, that we all rang loud and clear in the book is if we can do it, so can you. And and so that really is what it comes down to. If we can, you know, help uh, women figure out a way to buy their first property, then eventually, you know, you you might be on your way to becoming a millionaire or heading a company that helps women in your community or or whatever your dream is. But if we can do it, so can you. And that's the message that we are shouting from the rooftops. I love it. This started off as a education in, in real estate, and I'm sure it's piqued a lot of interest out there, but it really is about following your passion and and living your best life. So thank you for being that inspiration for us. My pleasure. Absolutely. Amazing.